This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The lights are out. The game is over. But we're just getting started. He got it! It's time for Warriors Wrap-Up. On the Bay Area Sports Station, 95.7, the game. And we welcome you in to the Crown Royal Club inside Oracle Arena. It's Warriors Wrap-Up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. John Dickinson with you for the next hour. And the phone lines are open following the Warriors 110-91 loss to the Utah Jazz. 888-957-9570, triple eight. 957-9570 I can take your calls and thoughts on this one and you knew it was going to be a tough one for the Golden State Warriors tonight the Utah Jazz uh, currently a playoff team in the Western Conference and a team that's played excellent basketball since Rudy Gobert returned from injury and without four all-stars the Jazz can make it very difficult on you to score Donovan Mitchell the rookie is a beast Rudy Gobert controls the paint, and you just felt like even though the Warriors got off to a pretty good feisty start in this one, trailing by or leading by four at the end of the first quarter, and, and the Jazz can struggle to score at times as well. It was 22-18 at the end of the first quarter. You just kind of felt that with the four All-Stars out for the Warriors and a starting lineup of Quinn Cook, Nick Young, JaVale McGee, Kevon Looney, and Patrick McCaw, you just felt that at some point there was going to be an extended scoring drought, and the Jazz would be able to to put their imprint on the game, and they were able to jump out in the second quarter, outscoring the Warriors 35-25 to take the lead at halftime. And the Jazz are just one of those teams where if they get you down six or eight, it feels like you're down twice that <laughs> because they make it so difficult on you to score the basketball, and especially when you're just void of any and all firepower, and that's where the Warriors are at right now. Uh, Draymond Green was scheduled to return in this game, uh, but he developed flu-like symptoms uh, when he got up this morning, so Draymond ruled out likely to play in here at Oracle Arena on Tuesday night against the Indiana Pacers. Uh, the Warriors play the Milwaukee Bucks on Thursday night uh, as well. So it, it, the Warriors are slowly but surely getting healthier. Clay Thompson's return is just around the corner. Kevin Durant has looked good these last few days at practice and at shoot-arounds, getting shots up. It, it doesn't seem like he's bothered at all. Uh, by the sore rib uh, in that rib fracture uh, that he was diagnosed with uh, going back a couple of weeks ago. But you just had a feeling at some point in this game, the Warriors, without all the firepower, were going to be in a little bit of trouble. And it started in the second quarter, 
and Utah just pounded the Warriors in the third quarter. The third quarter has belonged to the Golden State Warriors all season long and just by historic margins, but the Warriors, at least what was left of the Warriors, this version of the Golden State Warriors, the Jazz put it on them. They put a Warrior-like thumping on the Warriors in the third quarter to the tune of 36-18. to So they double them up in the third, and the second and third quarters tell the story of this ball game tonight 71-43 Utah in the second and the third quarters Donovan Mitchell the rookie goes for 21 points he hits four threes Joe Ingles a plus 30 in the game he knocked down four triples as well and the Warriors got down the game got away from them and all of a sudden in the fourth quarter you saw a lineup for the Golden State Warriors that I don't think Warriors fans thought they were ever going to see at any point this season you had Quinn Cook with Pat McCaw, Nick Young, Jordan Bell, and Damian Jones. That was your five on the floor for the Warriors down the stretch in the fourth quarter. And Utah wins it by the final of 110-91 to as they hand the Warriors their 19th loss of the season. Golden State, they drop to 54 and 19. 888 957-9570. That's the phone number to participate in the program. We'll take your calls uh, and comments as well uh, on Warriors Wrap-Up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. All right, we do it each and every night. Uh, we'll do it right here to tip off the program. Let's get our play of the game. Igadawa off a down good pump fake, dribbles by O'Neal, lob to McGee, look out, he tipped it up and in, he banged it up and in, and Quinn Snyder calls a timeout. How did McGee do that? He just kind of swatted at it. Igadawa with a great fake, he threw it high, and McGee left-handed around and down. A 6-0 explosion for the Warriors. Impressive play there from JaVale McGee. It was actually an impressive start for JaVale McGee in this ball game. He was he was hanging with and outplaying Rudy Gobert uh, a little bit in the early going, but uh, as the game wore on, uh, Gobert put his imprint on things. 17 and 15 for Rudy Gobert, uh, four block shots as well. Uh, so Rudy Gobert with a strong effort, and the Warriors fall in this one, 110 to 91. Your play of the game, brought to you by American Express proud partners of the Golden State Warriors. So the Warriors, uh, the big news in this one, let's get to some bright spots actually uh, before we get to the big news uh, pregame because there were a couple of bright spots and I think if one of the bright spots continues to be Andre Iguodala. Andre Iguodala, he's been shooting it a little bit better of late because really right now this is all about who gets into a rhythm, who can play in the playoffs. I mean, you know the four All-Stars are going to play. You know that David West and Iguodala and Sean Livingston are going to play. It's about can anybody else earn more minutes in the playoffs right now, and can the players that you know are going to play come back healthy and or look like they're getting into a rhythm. And I think there's always a certain level of concern with Andre Iguodala and his shot. And it's a welcome sight on a night where the Warriors know they're going to need uh, more point production from a guy like Iguodala to have him shoot the basketball well. And he knocked down four three-pointers tonight. Iguodala, 12 points. They were all on threes. He was four for five from the floor. And I think that that's a welcome sight for Warriors fans uh, that, that maybe don't want him wasting them in these final 
10 games and now nine games, but they do want him to get in a, in a confident rhythm uh, where he can knock down shots because when he knocks down shots in big moments in the playoffs, uh, the Warriors very rarely lose those games. So bright spot tonight, Andre Iguodala. Another bright spot tonight is the continued ability to score uh, for Quinn Cook. As Quinn Cook finished the ball game with 17 points on 7 for 15, looked like he got a little bit banged up uh, during the ball game, but after the game uh, it was said to be just a stinger, uh, so he's able to shake that off and be good to go. You know, It's kind of interesting. You didn't think we'd be at a point in the season where you're watching Quinn Cook like, oh my goodness, he could be a factor in the playoffs, but the Warriors are not in a position where they can afford to have Quinn Cook get hurt right now because they have Curry obviously out. Livingston is somebody they desperately don't want to play more than about 20 to 24 minutes. He played 18 minutes tonight. They don't want to wear Sean Livingston out uh, as the backup point guard, and, and Livingston is kind of the jack-of-all-trades as well uh, it, it, Much uh, in much similar fashion to the way the Warriors have uh, Andre Iguodala. Uh, it's the glue guys off the bench. It's Iguodala. It's David West. It's Sean Livingston, and so they can't afford to play Livingston a lot of minutes, and they can't afford to have a guy like Quinn Cook go down at this point, especially with Patrick McCaw banged up. And Patrick McCaw's got a back contusion, and what happened with Patrick McCaw tonight? He got dropped and fell right on his back during the game tonight. And you're thinking, well, that's the exact one thing uh, that a guy that's got a back contusion doesn't need. Uh, so we'll have to keep an eye on Pat McCaw these next couple of days. The Warriors are going to have a practice tomorrow. They've got Indiana in here on Tuesday night, they're going to have a get-what-you-need day, so they'll lock out the media on Wednesday. Uh, won't be an official practice, and then they'll uh, have a get-what-you-need day and have the Milwaukee Bucks in here on Thursday night before another practice day on Friday, and then they'll play Sacramento and Phoenix uh, over the weekend. 888-957-9570, Let's get to the phones. And when we get to the phones and hear from the fans, it's brought to you by Nations Giant Hamburgers. Keep it real, make it Nations. We'll start with Kale in San Jose. Kale, you are on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Hi. Um, yeah, I've been a big fan of 95.7. And um, I just want to call and say that, you know what? When it comes to the NBA, um, the players make the coach. And Steve Kerr just showed tonight that the starters are the ones that make the team. And um, if you take away Curry, Durant, Green, and and Clay, he's nothing. I mean, you gotta you gotta coach better than that. I know you're a six point underdog at home, but you gotta make it competitive. At least, you know, I mean, keep the fans interested for the, for the whole game. Not like not like at halftime where the game is over. I mean, I lost my interest at halftime because there was no there's no firepower and. And the coach is part of that. So, Kale, thanks me. for the call. I, I don't think Steve Kerr wouldn't disagree with you that the players make the coach. By the way, he'd be the first guy to tell you that he's a great coach and considered a great coach because he has four All Stars and because he has two players that have MVPs on their resume. 
Stephen Curry's a two-time MVP. Kevin Durant's won an MVP. Kevin Durant's won a finals MVP. You could make a case that Stephen Curry and Kevin Durant are two of the top three players in the NBA, period. You could make a case that the Warriors have four of the top 20 players in the NBA when you factor in Klay Thompson and his scoring ability coupled with his defense and Draymond Green's just tenacity and all-around play rebounding, defense, physicality, playmaking on the offensive end in terms of assists. So, yeah, the Warriors and Warriors fans, it stinks right now for you, and it it is probably giving Warriors fans a little bit of the heartache uh, and maybe some flashbacks to the way this team was from 2008 to 2012 and from 1994-95 until the We Believe year in 2006-2007. And they are getting a little bit of a taste right now. And and if there's one lesson to be learned, if you're a fan, it's don't get frustrated or blame the coach. It's appreciate what you've got because it can go very quickly. I mean, the Golden State Warriors right now are, are these last couple of weeks, and tonight is a perfect example you know, the Golden State Warriors and their fans are, are getting a little taste of what it's like to be the Orlando Magic or the Atlanta Hawks or the Sacramento Kings or the Dallas Mavericks or a number of other teams where you don't have the firepower and it very quickly becomes tough to win uh, in this league. And I'm not sure what you'd want Steve Kerr to do when he's trotting out a lineup of Quinn Cook, who's on a two-way contract, although likely to get picked up for the remainder of the regular season and likely to get picked up for the postseason. You've got Nick Young, who was brought in to basically play 12 minutes a game tops. He's playing 38 minutes. He played 38 minutes tonight, and it was not a night where Nick Young was hot from deep, one of six. And, and if Nick Young's not making threes, he doesn't do a whole heck of a lot of else on the floor. And tonight he wasn't making threes. He wasn't making shots. JaVale McGee was somebody that the Warriors brought back essentially by default. <laughs> the Warriors weren't going to bring him back. He was out looking for other offers to try and get a, a bigger contract in the offseason. JaVale McGee's the starting center tonight. And if JaVale McGee's your starting center when you've got four All-Stars and two MVPs, you can be an undefeated team. We've seen that. If JaVale McGee's your starting center with Quinn Cook and Nick Young and Kavon Looney, who Kavon Looney, a lot of folks didn't believe in the summer league, was even going to make the Warriors roster <laughs> In the offseason. And, and Pat McCaw is somebody that's clearly dealing with some injuries and trying to get back in a rhythm. He is just, what, in his third game back after a significant absence in, in his second year of play in the NBA. So I'm not sure what you're looking for if you're looking for more out of Steve Kerr. This team, minus a lot of players, has already lost to the Sacramento Kings a couple of times in this building this year. They, they found it very difficult, uh, had to grind out a win in Phoenix uh, going back to last weekend. And the Phoenix Suns had won one game since January, and that game was a struggle uh, for two and a half or three quarters. So it's tough right now, but the good news for Warriors fans is there is hope on the horizon. There really is. Clay Thompson is getting closer. Draymond Green is coming back. And Kevin Durant is not too far behind those two. And, oh, by the way, Stephen Curry, while the Warriors are going to have to survive the first round without him, Stephen Curry has not been ruled out for the remainder of the playoffs. If the Warriors can figure out a way to get four wins before they lose four in the first round, they're going to get Curry back. And 
they may have a shot to go full bore, full squad, to try and go back-to-back and win their third tra- championship uh, in four seasons. 888-957-9570. Warriors fans, the last people right now, the way these last four years have gone, to be complaining about anything. It, it's just appreciate what you got. Know that it's coming back at some point, and, and this team still has a chance to do very big things. All right, let's bring in uh, the coach. You hear him uh, on the pregame uh, earlier with me, and you hear him with Damon Bruce and Matt Steinmetz as well during the week. Kerry Keating uh, joins me here. John Dickinson, Warriors wrap-up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. And, and you know, Coach, you're only as good as your players, right? I mean, Steve Kerr would admit that. He he jokes about that from time to time. They always, uh, they always said, what, it's not about the X's and O's, it's about the Johnny's and Joe's and unfortunately <laughs> our Johnny's and Joe's are in the uh, in the medical uh, infirmary right now but they'll be back you know it's uh, it's kind of tough to swallow because you want them at full strength as you've mentioned we've gotten a little spoiled around here uh, with the influx of talent and the embarrassment of riches if you will but it should make you appreciate those guys that we have and obviously long for them to get back uh, in the meantime you kind of hate to see them taking L's like this because we're accustomed to them winning uh, even at partial strength, but this is beyond partial strength. This is four all-stars out, not just four of your starters. So that kind of puts it into perspective of how good this team has been and how good they can be. And obviously the hope is that as they singularly return, each and every one of them, uh, until they're all four back, is that we can incrementally get better with the addition of each one of them as they do get back in the lineup. And, and the Jazz just choke you out, I mean, defensively. Yeah. I mean, if you don't have a lot of guys that can get their own – they're a very difficult team to score on, and it all starts inside with Gobert. And I like Ingles. I think Ingles is, a, is an X factor for them. He's bigger than he appears to be. He's, he's all of 6'8 and, and have, has a good feel for the game. He and Mitchell really have a great chemistry together. Uh, I, I think if you ask the, the, the Utah media, they'd probably be the first to tell you if they're really paying attention that he's probably had an effect on Donovan Mitchell in terms of his improvement. They really see each other really well. They make extra passes to each other. He made some great passes to, to Mitchell later in the game. And Mitchell's got an unselfishness about him that you don't see in a lot of rookies that have had this type of success so far. It would be a lot easier for him to try to go for broke and really put himself in that position. But you can kind of see he's in the perfect position. And, uh, you know, I, I talked to their coaching staff before the game. It, it is all about health. And they've all, you know, their, their fortunes kind of shifted when Gobert got back. And it's, you know, it's easier to say, which, and it should also kind of paint the picture of where we're at here now with the Warriors. When these guys get back, I mean, it's, you got to have players. And to the same point, the same coach told me, there's a lot of bad teams in this league. There's a lot of teams that, you know, and, and yeah, they're in tanking positions, but there's a lot of teams that look like the Warriors do tonight on a consistent basis. And how tough would that be to swallow for 82 games if you were a fan there, knowing there was no hope on the horizon for playoffs? Let's get to the phones at 888-957-9570. Manuel in Dublin joins us here on 95.7 The Game. It's Warriors wrap-up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. Manuel, what's happening, man? Hey, I, I called, but I, I don't want to, you know, call that caller out before I talked about Kirby. That's his opinion, but, you know, you're talking about an Escalade, a Cadillac, a Mercedes-Benz type of coach. I mean, you're talking a top-notch coach, so hey, I'll just leave it at that. But um, So coach came out and said that um, for four weeks, well, today's three weeks from, from playoffs, so if, Cur- if, if Curry can't go five weeks from now, um, again, we're playing doctors, so... Do you think we got to go seven and two, uh, six and three to get someone? And that's predicated on having um, 
um, KD and, and, and Day Day back. And, of course, I mean, we don't know what the time frame, but um, to have some momentum, um, and that's also kind of – I don't know if he's going to change the offense a little bit, but what's your thoughts on that? Thank, thanks, Manuel. I, I, don't, I don't think there's a number. I mean, really the number is the Warriors need to get one more win because if they get one more win, then that means that the Portland Trailblazers can't catch them for the three spot. You're locked into the two spot essentially at that point. And I, I don't want to put a number on it because I don't know exactly when the Warriors are going to have everybody back. Uh, and I mean everybody back. Sands Curry. We know Curry's not going to be coming back for the remainder of the regular season. And Steve Kerr before the game, we'll we'll talk about this coming up on Warriors wrap up as well. You know, Steve Kerr before the ball game ruled him out completely for the first round of the playoffs. Scheduled to be reevaluated on the first day of the first round of the playoffs. And we'll get into what all that means in the timeline and everything. But but coach, when you look at it, I don't think there's a number. I just think it's can you get a handful of games, three or four, where the three guys that they do have, all-stars, and everybody else can kind of play together and just get used to how it's going to have to look in the playoffs yeah. in that first round? Get, getting the guys back is important to kind of get their legs and, the, and their, their, their game ability back uh, quickly, which it will happen. It only should take about a game or so. And you, you, the problem with that is, is the Jazz are the last game of the season – and it's not going to be an easy game. It's not going to be like they have the Magic or the, uh, you know, the, the the Hawks or the or the Suns. They they're going to be facing a team that could possibly need that game to get into the playoffs. The team that we saw tonight, the way that these playoffs are, are shaping up in these last two weeks. So it, that won't be an easy game. They'll be going for it. You know, it won't be a, a summer league type game like we saw tonight, where the better team automatically wins. If they're trying to get themselves assimilated by having guys back in the lineup. Utah's going to give them a game if, in fact, it is that last one before the playoffs when three of the four are back. Certainly, Steph won't be back. Um, the thing that I'm concerned about, J.D., I, I guess I wouldn't say concerned, but just as a, you take a little bit of – it's just the momentum that you want to have going into the playoffs as a team. And it's one thing to not have the guys on the floor that you're really going to go to battle with, but – you know, you got you got a lot of guys out there that need to contribute in some way, shape, or form, and just the overall mentality and just the kind of the the, the doldrums of get when are they when are they coming back when are they coming back and yeah they're around and they're in practice and they're spending time with each other but you kind of want to have things going well for you you know and I and I think that's that's what happens you see a lot in college but but I think because of the fact that Steph may not be back for this first round I I don't know if they can if they'll be able to sustain a seven-game series in the first round. And, and that could happen. That could very well happen depending on who it is and who that team is and if Steph isn't back. And, you know, yeah, they will win it, but you want to kind of have, I think, some positive momentum. And I think you're going to see some Western teams playing very well heading into the playoffs. And depending on who they, fought, who they find in the first round, could be a little tougher than expected. The Warriors have to regain their edge, don't yeah. they? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, they, they've maybe lost exactly their edge, and they haven't been able yeah. to get it back because of the guys that need to be out there yeah. for them to get it back haven't been out there. They need the three All-Stars that are going to play in the playoffs to get their edge of – this is how we're going to have to attack it. It's going to be a lot of Kevin Durant, yep. high usage, uh, and you know, other guys just kind of filling in. If anything, Clay Thompson, you know, there's times where because of Curry and Durant, Clay Thompson, the scoring or the shooting doesn't have to be there as much. He can be more of a defender. You know you're going to get enough scoring from 
Curry and from Durant, but without Curry, you need Clay maybe to have a few more better shooting nights uh, over the course of a playoff series to to help with the offensive output. But I think it, it really comes down to, more than anything, regaining an edge. Well, and the edge comes from having the players on the floor. But, uh, again, I think we're, we're saying the same thing. I think it's just – the edge also comes from from the coaching staff having the the comfort and confidence to know that they can instill a game plan without any worry about how it's going to go, you know. And I think that's why you heard Steve after after the game talk about it's comforting to see Andre playing well, and and Andre could actually benefit the most in the long run if his offense keeps coming around like this because we all know how much he's been struggling throughout the year to get consistent, not just from three, but just anywhere from the offensive end. Uh, and the edge comes back from, from, yeah, when you have KD and you have Clay and you have Draymond out there, things are a little bit you know marginally easier for you on both ends of the floor. And, and it, it, I think it also makes these guys that are playing tonight better. And I think that's, that's where the edge comes back is the confidence you get when, you, when, you're, when you're a bench player, a role player, from having those all-stars, even just three of them on the floor with you. Warriors wrap-up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. It's John Dickinson joined this segment by Kerry Keating. Uh, what do you make of Pat McCaw? Because I, I look at some positives. Iguodala is definitely a positive tonight. Quinn Cook continues to get more comfortable scoring the basketball. Maybe not his best game overall, but he still pours in 17, 8 assists. I mean, he's a guy you know can score. Nick Young struggled. Not much from Looney. But the one guy stands out to me Pat McCaw, 5-for-20 from the field in the last two starts, and he's a guy that hasn't shot it well in the three games since he returned from the injury, and he's banged up. He's got a back thing. He got hit again tonight. That's the one guy where I think you almost, almost in similar fashion to Iguodala, you want to see him start being more confident and knocking down shots. You know he's got it in him. He's done it in the finals, for crying out loud. But you just you want to see him... Farther along these next yeah, nine I, games. And I'm up there watching him, and I'm thinking to myself, he can make a shot. He can make a corner three. He made that wing three, I think it was in game five last year. And I just don't know if he's got it in him to consistently be a, a 36 to 39% three-point shooter on spot-ups. I, he, it, it winds up. It's not consistent. It's not really what he's, what he's about. He's about being a defensive player first and being a consistent ball handler. What he did tonight, J.D., came off a step-up ball screen on the right side, took two dribbles and made two short pull-ups right. That I like to see from him, and I think that, if he can develop that and the ability to make passes off that is where his, his strength may lie. I'm not so sure we can rely on him from three, but you kind of want to see him get some more consistency, and it's just kind of running out of time for that, and hopefully we can use the rest of these games for him personally to get that back because it certainly be an asset for these guys come playoff time. Damian Jones. I, I, I like the – He can jump. The minutes. I mean, he was aggressive. <laughs> he he, cup, he got, yeah. on the, got on the board six points. He's going to try his best. You know, he's obviously not going to play in the playoffs. Sure. And, you know, it's a big offseason for him. So any time on the floor right now is a bonus for him mentally. Coach, appreciate the time. Yep. As always, man, you'll be back on Tuesday. See you Tuesday. Warriors warm-up as you'll be joined uh, with Chris Townsend, Matt Steinmetz, and yourself. We'll have Warriors warm-up uh, here on 95.7 The Game. This is Warriors Wrap-Up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. We're halfway through. John Dickinson with you on a Sunday night. Warriors fall to the Utah Jazz final at 110-91 here on 95.7 The Game. The 
radio home of the NBA champion Golden State Warriors. KGMC FM and HD1 San Francisco. 95.7 The Game. Bell goes up, nowhere to go, throws it outside to Cook, bounce pass Andre, three ball left wing, good. Iguodala with his fourth triple of the night, one on one, Mitchell stripped away, Andre stole it back, ahead to Livingston, down the left side, goes all the way in and banked it home over Crowder. What a play by Andre Iguodala, who does that? Just took it away. He has the best hands in the NBA. Andre looks great. Uh, he's, he, the last month, his body, um, his athleticism, his bounce, uh, it's all coming together. And I think that's a great sign for us. Um, you know, you always know you can count on him um, to know what's happening on the floor, to make the right plays. Um, but when he's looking this spry and athletic, um, that's when we're really tough to beat. You're listening to Warriors Wrap Up on 95.7 The Game. Steve Kerr there, and that's our coach's interview brought to you by Walnut Creek Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram, where saving is simple. Online at walnutcreekjeep.com. Andre Iguodala playing very well tonight. Four of five from three. That's a welcome sight for Warriors fans as he scores 12 points. Warriors, though, not a lot of offense against a very good defensive team of the Utah Jazz tonight playing without Stephen Curry and Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson and Draymond Green. Omri Caspi also didn't suit up for the Warriors tonight as he still continues to deal with an ankle injury. This is Warriors Wrap-Up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. John Dickinson in the Crown Royal Club at Oracle Arena. Warriors lose to the Jazz. 110 to 91. Golden State now 54 and 19 with 9 games to go. Warriors will take on the Pacers Tuesday, the Bucks Thursday before heading to Sacramento for a quick road game on Saturday. They're back here for Phoenix on Sunday, uh, Easter Sunday night, uh, one week from tonight. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. We'll get into what Steve Kerr had to say pregame about Stephen Curry and his availability for the playoffs. But first, we check in on the phones with Al in Novato. Al, you are on 95.7 The Game. What's up, Al? Let me, let me just check, let you know that this is to be enjoyed. This is amazing. I mean, all this drama with the injuries and this, this lineup. Here you got the Warriors with uh, guys they brought up from the D-League, guys that aren't starters, and they're going against teams basically that have been playing together at least two or three years. So I'm, I'm trying to figure out what do people expect. I'm really enjoying it because you get to really see the magnitude and the, the greatness of Steve Kerr and that organization. They're not panicking, but yet they're, they, they got, they're showing the class and they're showing, you know, the determination to put the best foot forward. And even the guys coming in are doing the same thing. And I'm really happy with it. I, I mean, I miss Kerr, uh, 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 Steph Curry and Draymond and all that, but I know what they can do. But now I get to see how these guys are working it and how they're gaining experience to back them up coming time for the playoffs. I'm really I'm enthralled by the whole situation because we're going to see how great this team really is. Well, and Al, just the mere fact that Quinn Cook has shown that he could come in and play at the level and score at the level that he has in the NBA, I mean, a guy that's on a two-way contract, I mean, there's teams that 
there's probably 25 other teams that wish they had Quinn Cook right now to be playing significant minutes even when they're fully healthy. I mean, to be able to develop a guy like him to where you've got Stephen Curry praising him as a guy that can step up in his absence, possibly even in the playoffs, that that's remarkable, really, and it shows what type of organization the Warriors have developed into. It really has, and, and, and to, add to, to add to that, Really, I think he's positioned himself ahead of McCaw. McCaw, um, you know, I'm going to be honest. You know, he just, look at this kid, you know. Um, he's come in there, just stepped forward, scored when he could. When he first started coming into the game early in the year, he um, basically deferred to Cur- Curry and uh, Green and also, uh, 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 I can't, well, everybody basically. Clay Thompson. I mean, Durant. Right. Anybody he was playing with, he was he, he was deferred right. to Al. Exactly, and now he's stepping forward where he's really needed. He's showing true grit. He's showing what a warrior really is, you know. And and you know, I'm going to be honest. McCall is just not doing it. He might be hurt like Javon Looney. Looney is really amazing. That guy. He he's. So, He's going to be on the team next year. There's no way they, they're not going to have him on the team. He's just going to get better. You can see that. And uh, I don't know about McCaw. Maybe he's hurt or something, but he's just not stepping forward for the, you know, like I, I thought he would, you know. So um, I think he's being passed over, and uh, we'll see, you know. I mean, I liked him from the beginning, but like I say, you got to step forward, dude. You can't just come in the game and, you know, just play defense or just be out there. You got to you got to make an impact. That's what the Warriors are about. You got to make an impact. Thanks, Al. Appreciate the phone call. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. Alan Novato checking in with us. His line open for you. Warriors wrap up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security again. Triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. Big news before the game. Uh, and the big news yesterday as well, as Stephen Curry underwent the MRI yesterday and the results showed the grade 2 MCL sprain in the left knee, and the Warriors said they are going to reevaluate Stephen Curry three weeks from yesterday. So fast forward three weeks on the calendar, that's April 14th. April 14th is also the first day of the NBA playoffs. Now half of the game ones are played on Saturday the 14th. Half of the game ones are played on Sunday, April 15th. The Warriors last year began on Sunday. They've they've had their first round series begin on Saturday during this run as well. So it, it all depends on television and the matchups and who wants who and what slot to get the biggest ratings. But the Warriors are going to be playing on April 14th or April 15th, either three weeks from today or three weeks from yesterday. That's when Stephen Curry is going to be reevaluated. And I think sometimes you hear three weeks and you think, well, Stephen Curry's coming back in three weeks. Uh, the reality of the situation is when he was ruled out three weeks and scheduled to be reevaluated, at that point, if everything looked good, he would begin to ramp up basketball activity. He would begin to start really rehabbing in full force his return. So the reality is, at a minimum, you'd probably be looking at 7 to 10 days beyond the three weeks before Stephen Curry could be on the basketball court. If you look at the way the calendar stacks up as far as the NBA playoffs – 
You've got the game ones that weekend, the game twos of the first half of that following week, the game threes of the second half of that following week, and game fours that that second Sunday and Monday. So when you start to look at it, that seven to ten added days that he would be ramping up toward a return, it puts you right at the middle of the first round. Basically game five of the first round would be the earliest possible time when you hear reevaluated in three weeks that Stephen Curry could return. Well, Steve Kerr, before the game, he, he squashed all of that. Let's hear from Coach Kerr. No, there's no way he's playing the first round. There's no way. I mean, you know, he's being reevaluated in three weeks. So, uh, yeah, so we got to be ready for um, to play without him and then um, see how he's coming along. And, um, you know, the good thing is we've been through this, you know. Um, we went through it last year with KD. Um, he missed, what, five weeks or so and you know, came back for, I guess, mid-first round, right? Uh, wasn't exactly the same timeline, but it was a similar similar injury and similar circumstances where we had to play without um, one of our best players. And and we felt that appropriate fear and, and uh, turned it up and, and got it going. And then when KD came back, I mean, finals MVP, you know, after missing six weeks. So... You know, there's, uh, there's a lot of similarities here, and uh, I think uh, we should feel good about our ability to, to play through this stuff. And, uh, and we also know that Steph has a history of coming back strong uh, from injuries. Um, you know, so there's a good chance uh, Paul goes well if he comes back during the playoffs at some point, and, and we're, at, we're at full steam. So uh, that's, the, that's the goal, and we've, that's our plan. And Steve Kerr there just squashing it. He says, Stephen Curry, he's out for the first round, period. End of story. And you look at the earliest possible day that the second round could start, and you're talking at that point all the way the final weekend of April, April 28th or April 29th. So that's two weeks beyond when Stephen Curry would first be reevaluated. Uh, so Steve Kerr sets that date right there and, and, and ends all question about it. Well, Stephen Curry met with the media at about 5.15 this evening, and Stephen Curry had his own thoughts on trying to get back. Based on what I've been told, three weeks is a good kind of benchmark to reevaluate and reassess kind of where I'm at, my progress and whatnot. So mentally for me, staying positive, staying upbeat, hopefully I prove what Coach said wrong and put myself in a position to, to get back as soon as possible. So Stephen Curry there saying he wants to try and get back as soon as possible, hopefully prove Steve Kerr wrong. I think, again, the bare minimum we're talking about is the middle of a first-round series, but there's no way the Warriors are going to let him on the floor in the middle of a first-round series uh, at this point uh, unless that series is in jeopardy. I think it's, you know Steph is going to push. If he gets reevaluated and it looks good and he can ramp it up in those next seven to ten days to where he puts himself in a spot where he's feeling good by let's say a game five of a series and that series is tied at two because it's no lock the Warriors are going to run through anybody in the first round of the playoffs depending on the matchup so it's interesting you have Steve Kerr ruling it out you have Stephen Curry saying he's going to push to come back Uh, we'll get into how the different scenarios and where the Warriors are in a first-round series and the opponent they may play, how that factors in. And then Kerr was asked after the game if it's a lock that Curry is ready for the beginning of round two, and he had an interesting answer to that. We'll get into that next. It's Warriors Wrap-Up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security with John Dickinson on 95.7 The Game.
as guys start to, to slowly come back and our team starts to you know get back to full strength we can use this to our advantage i think and kind of galvanize the team and really focus in on what it's going to take to, to win another championship you're listening to warriors wrap up on 95.7 the game Warriors wrap-up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security from the Crown Royal Club inside Oracle Arena following the Warriors' 110-91 loss tonight to the Utah Jazz. The injury-depleted Warriors squad dropping to 54-19 and on the season. You hear from Stephen Curry. He was made available by the Warriors pregame tonight about 5.15, so about 20-25 minutes before tip-off to go over his injury. And we played the sound for you before the break uh, with Steve Kerr ruling Stephen Curry out for the first round of the playoffs in its entirety. And then Stephen Curry saying, well, I'm hoping to prove Kerr wrong. Hopefully I can get back as soon as possible. I'm going to work really, really hard. And, and then Steph there discussing the fact that he thinks the injuries can, can galvanize the team. I, I think he brings up a good point, but at some point, you have to get your horses back out on the floor and let them run, let them roam free. And we know Curry's going to be out for the first round, but they got to get Draymond Green back, they've got to get Klay Thompson back, and they definitely have to get Kevin Durant back and avoid any kind of other injury to any of those three that's going to linger on into the playoffs. Still have time for a couple of phone calls. If you want to chime in at 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. So uh, interesting, uh, the difference uh, of opinion in statement between Coach Kerr and Stephen Curry pregame. You hear Kerr rule him out. You hear Curry say he wants to come back as soon as he can, maybe put some pressure on him to play in that first round of the series. Well, after the ball game, Steve Kerr was asked, well, if he's out for the first round, does that mean he'll be ready to go automatically for the second round? Here's what he said. Well, I mean, the point is, you know, we said we would reevaluate in three weeks. Uh, first round starts exactly three weeks. You know, we're going to reevaluate him the, the day the first round starts. That's I'm just assuming he's not going to play uh, in the first round. And we'll reevaluate after four weeks and then maybe five and then maybe he'll play. But who the hell knows? Yeah. <laughs> who the hell knows? The line of the night from Warriors head coach Steve Kerr. Uh, as uh, he's going to get a lot of questions. I, I think his intent in saying he's out for the first round was to avoid questions between now and, let's say, the next three or four weeks. But he's going to wind up, I think, getting more and more questions <laughs> about it, or at least he did tonight uh, in the postgame press conference uh, as far as, well, if he's out for the first round, is he automatically? No, you don't know that he's automatically, obviously, going to be available for the second round. But I think the sense that I get, and you look at the two MCL sprains that the Warriors have had, Stephen Curry from the playoffs two years ago, 2016, he slips on the wet spot in Houston. He misses 15 days. That was a grade one. A grade two plus a bone bruise for Kevin Durant last year and the last day of February, he came back in April with a couple of days to go in the regular season and was able to play. So that was about five and a half weeks. I think this is somewhere in between the two and the five and a half weeks. It it is a grade two, but it's a grade two without the bone bruise that Kevin Durant had. It's more severe, Steph said, uh, in that pregame media availability than the one that he had two years ago, clearly. Uh, He thought he could even go back in the game the day of that injury two years ago in Houston, was kind of lobbying to before he wound up 
getting the MRI and getting everything done, and it was a grade one, but he was going to miss uh, at that point. 10 days to two weeks. It wound up being 15 days. He went out in game four of the first round. He came back for game four of the second round. He set an NBA record for points in an overtime and put the Warriors up coming off the bench, a 3-1 in their second round series. He went on to get the MVP award the next day, uh, his second consecutive. The Warriors closed out that series the following day, and it was on to Oklahoma City from that point in the Western Conference Finals and a meeting against uh, Kevin Durant and the Thunder at that point in time. So you look at it, I think it's in between the two as far as the two weeks and the five and a half weeks, and I think the reevaluation point of three weeks, it's right in line with that. And if Stephen Curry needs another seven to ten days to ramp it up and be ready to play, that would put the absolute minimum, uh, even if Curry busts his tail and feels great and works his way back into shape, he's not even going to be ready until, let's say, a game five of the first round of the playoffs. And at that point, if you're the Warriors, you have to say, well, what's the point? And that's where I think opponent, and I also think where the series is at in terms of two games to two, three games to one, are you ahead, are you behind, all of that is going to play a huge role in whether Curry is at that point pushing the Warriors to try and play. Look, we don't know who the Warriors are going to play. I mean, I'm looking at the standings, and I ran this down in the pregame show, and I'll, I'll just run it down for you again. Minnesota is 42-32. and 32. They're tied with Utah at 42-32 and, and 32 for 7th and 8th. The New Orleans Pelicans and the San Antonio Spurs are one game ahead, and they are tied for 5th and 6th, and they are one game ahead of 7th and 8th at this point. 8th is one and a half games ahead and one game in the loss column ahead of ninth, which is one more game ahead in the loss column of 10th at this point in time. But even if you just want to say 5 and 6 are tied, one game ahead of 7 and 8, and oh, by the way, Oklahoma City at 4, they're only a half game ahead of 5 and 6. So the Warriors literally could play Oklahoma City or the Pelicans or the Spurs, or the Timberwolves, or the Jazz in the first round of the playoffs. Portland won at Oklahoma City tonight, so Portland's gained a little bit of separation as far as being the three seed. They now have a three-game lead in the loss column, two games overall over OKC. So it's going to be one of those teams. Warriors, they got a little bit of a taste of what it's like to play the Jazz tonight without Curry, although they were also without three other all-star players. The Timberwolves and the Pelicans are the two teams that I'd want to play if I'm the Golden State Warriors. Those are the two teams I'd want to play. I wouldn't want to play San Antonio with Kawhi Leonard. Uh, I also wouldn't want to play Oklahoma City. I think the team I'd least like to play at that point is Oklahoma City. If they dip to seven and they've got Westbrook and they've got Paul George and they've got, to a lesser extent, a much lesser extent, in my estimation, Carmelo Anthony, that's a team without Curry that series could be tough. The Thunder have been tough on the Warriors when well, the Warriors have had everybody for two and a half games uh, this season. That's a team you don't want to play. Spurs without Kawhi, I think the Warriors can get by the Spurs without Kawhi. Spurs with Kawhi, if they build up a little bit of rhythm, that could be a little bit of trouble. Minnesota, throw Jimmy Butler out the window. That's an inexperienced team that would be in the playoffs for the first time in 14 years, so I think the Warriors could figure out a way to, to beat them. But the question is going to become, 
where are the Warriors at? Because if they're up 3-1, there's no point in bringing Stephen Curry back if he's ready. You try and close that series out, you're already up 3-1, you move on. If you're 2-2, you take your chances in a game five knowing you've already won two games in a series uh, without Stephen Curry. So there's going to be a lot to juggle, although Kerr says he's going to be out uh, and Curry says he's going to push to return. So stay tuned. I I think the opponent... Uh, you know, if it's 3-1, Warriors are down to Oklahoma City in the first round and Curry's itching to get back out there for a Game 5 to try and save their season, at that point, how do you tell Stephen Curry you can't get back out on the floor? So I think Steve Kerr limited some of the drama tonight, but I think how the rest of the regular season plays out and who the Warriors find up find out they're going to play in the first round of the playoffs are going to have a much greater impact on whether or not we for sure do or don't see Stephen Curry in the first round of the playoffs. All right, that's going to do it for me. I want to thank everybody for their participation in the program tonight. Uh, I want to thank Tim Jordan for setting us up out here at Oracle Arena. Kerry Keating for joining me for a segment. I want to thank Lucas Alexander and Alex Scott, along with Tommy Call in the studio, uh, as well as Bonte Hill for covering the locker room tonight. Uh, I'm John Dickinson. We'll be back Tuesday as uh, that'll be the Warriors and the Indiana Pacers right here, 95.7 The Game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.